Triple G Podcast. And yes, I know, we're late. So what? My fault. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We got here eventually. And I bet you're all thinking, ah, yeah, they missed a week. They couldn't do it. I was, we could just blame... Um, we'll blame Spotify. Aye, they didn't upload us quick enough. So we're not late at all. Yes. <laughs> Even though we just I, told everyone we are, but you know. I, I better edit that part out then, I guess. Fix that and post. <laughs> <laughs> As they always say. I was thinking, it was like, do I do I do it? Do I go solo? Can I do that? Is that <laughs> would that be shite? Maybe. I don't know. So I didn't bother. You could, you could have done the whole podcast and just done a me impression. Just oh, talking no. to yourself for <laughs> Oh no no! I was just I was gonna have a stand-in for you, and it would have been just. You, I don't think you'll be able to hear this. You probably know what I'm doing there. It's like, hey Stu, how you doing? And what do you think of that new Blizzard stuff? <laughs> seamless, seamless. You wouldn't, wouldn't have known any different. I'd listen to a whole podcast, right? You know, <laughs> <laughs> right? Fucking hell. Anyway, not to change the mood too much, but right, we're gonna talk about more the the Blizzard stuff because there's a few more things. But we've gone over this so much, and it's important that it stays out there. But um, mm-hmm. I I don't want to just keep repeating myself over and over again. Uh, so quickly, a few things have happened. Uh, J. Allen Brack. Mm-hmm guy in charge of World of Warcraft. He's like the CEO, big deal. Uh, He was named in the whole lawsuit and stuff. Uh, He has left to uh, pursue new opportunities in air quotes. I write. (laughs) Who the fuck are you trying to fool? Um, And yeah, he he had come out condemning all the the behavior. um, And then there's there's this video of him laughing at a, uh, a question from a woman who felt like World of Warcraft's female characters are too sexualized and could anything be done about that? And he just laughed at that. So I, but he disdains bro culture. Mm. Anyway, uh, yeah, so he's away. Um, your woman, Frances Townsend, has stepped down from the company's women's network, whatever that is. She hasn't stepped down. She's still... <laughs> She's still chief compliance officer. Um, but I, I'm guessing this is kind of their social media woman working thing, and she's not in that anymore, since that's kind of a bad look, seeing as you're trying to fuck over every other woman that works there. So, yeah. Yeah, probably inappropriate. Um, uh, yeah, so... Jesus, she she probably should just step down as as CCO as well. Because like, let's be honest, she'll go somewhere else and get another job. It's like, is she just mm. that that big a World of Warcraft fan that she she this is her dream job? I doubt it. Um, she's a World of Warcraft mark. <laughs> and the last thing, which is probably like, um could be a, a sort of 
big negative thing in a, a like have a dominoes effect is coca-cola have well temporarily have pulled their overwatch league support while all this is going on um and mm. also state farm sponsor that's, of yeah, a, that's a big one uh sponsor of a, a well-known wrestling show that we watch as well <laughs> mm-hmm. um yeah so so they they are they're like the giants so in america of insurance yeah they're like yeah. the guys yeah they're a big deal um as well as mt mobile uh pulled out of both overwatch league and call of duty league so mm-hmm. you know how big a deal this sort of like especially these like well not televised per se but you know streams uh esports uh, and we were just mm-hmm. talking about last week how how big a deal it would have been you know dominoes pulling advertising from from dynamite would have mm-hmm. been uh, a big blow um so yeah that's that's a huge part of them how they make the money off of these sports and, and esports so i that's that stuff's not looking good but yeah this is the kind of thing that'll have to happen until they either set things right or somehow make it go away somewhere else, and that remains to be seen. Which of those will happen? Um, mm. But yeah, that's that's your uh, that's your Activision Blizzard update for the week. And <laughs> let's move on to something else. Uh, so, do you remember the back when? Still, all the rumors flying about PS5 and next generation stuff, and the the picture of yeah. the, the dev kit that got out there. It was just cool that I thought was really cool looking. V and looks a hell of a lot better than that thing over there. Um, <laughs> you give that thing a sore touch, and I still think it looks class. I, it's ugly as fuck. I, I, I hate the way it looks. I've been considering, like, should I try setting it down flat to see if it like, just looks any better? But uh, don't know. You don't want to take up half the floor on your fucking flat? Uh, tripping over it, eh? <laughs> have to climb over it to get to my bed. Um, <laughs> may I just put my bed on top of it? And just sleep on top you of put, it? Do you use it as a bed? <laughs> um, uh, so, the <laughs> one of these kits, or a pair of these kits, appeared on eBay. <laughs> Yesterday, mm. not yesterday, um, I think it was last week, and I... The bidding was up at like nearly three this, grand as well. It, it was, well, I, uh, this, what I'm looking at now was £2,423, that the got to before being pulled. Uh, yeah, I, I think it looks, it, it does look cool, um, but... Yeah, what would you do with that though? Uh, you just have it and put it in a on a shelf, or maybe you have a video game museum or something like that. Um, which is probably where these things should end up. Belongs in a museum. True. Um, <laughs> yeah, some brass balls on you to just go <laughs> putting this on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe no one will notice. Um. I borrowed this from the office. No one will know it's gone. I'll fire it on eBay. Right? Yeah, how do you even get one of those? I would have thought Sony is like, uh, you need to return all these. Uh, well, I'm guessing with uh, the pandemic and things like that, obviously kicking off before 
the uh, release of these consoles. Obviously, some of these dev kits had to be taken home by people who were working on games or the UI and things like that. So that's yeah. obviously how they got out of the main Sony building. But who had the balls to sort of go, I need to hold on to this a bit longer for reasons. Oh, it's gone from my house. Somebody broke in and nicked it. Oh, it's on eBay now. <laughs> Definitely not me. I didn't put it there. <laughs> um, yeah, you thought the, the scalper prices were bad, but this one, at least I was people in bidding for it. It's a, it's a piece of, you know, history. And it has the, 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 the black controllers as well. Ah, that's um, right. I, I, I do like the white controllers, though, but um, I don't know. You, you can, can you get black controllers? The PS5? Uh, there's three colors now. There's white, blue, and red. No black, though. No black yet. But apparently there's rumors of a black PS5 coming out. Yeah, I've seen a guy with one of those. Um, it was for a video of, you know, changing, or uh, expanding the, the memory. Um, mm. uh, and, and on this video, the, the guy's PlayStation was, and controllers were black. I'm guessing they did that themselves. Um... Mm. Which, yeah. So, like, th those those panels on the PS5 are removable. So, uh, technically, all they have to do is sell black panels, not an entirely new mm. console. So, if you wanted to change the look. Um, yeah. Because, see, yep. stuff like that happening soon. But uh, I'm not sure if there's anything out there at the moment. But, yeah. I just thought that was a nice try, guys. Nice try. <laughs> If I had one, I wouldn't sell it even though I, I would have held no. on to it. It's a pretty cool thing to have. Um, we have a lot. Of, we have uh, a lot more stupid news that we've had <laughs> over the, the, the past couple of weeks. So here's one. Uh, so they renamed PUBG, which stands for Player Unknown's Battleground, and they have now called it PUBG colon Battlegrounds. So now it's called. Player knowns battlegrounds battlegrounds. I don't know why they did that. I'm guessing they are going to expand PUBG into other games. Um and so that PUBG can be like a you know a brand in itself, like Call of Duty or something. Mm. Um but don't call it why not call it PUBG Battle Royale? Mm -hmm. or or something so like less stupid so um uh, I'm, I'm guessing they're like oh the the term PUBG has lost all meaning and is its own recognizable thing now um but not yet that i don't even think people agree on how it's actually pronounced because i've heard people say pubgu pubgu PUBG. It's like, fucking get yourself on. It's fucking PUBG, Jesus Christ. Everyone like, knows that. Yeah. Simply because that's easier to say. Um, hmm. I, so that's, that's some dumb shit. They're doing a crossover event now with the uh, K-pop group Blackpink, which is, I don't know, I get, I, I get this is big in Korea, but uh yeah i don't know anything about hmm. about k-pop so uh, i don't know how those 
how those worlds cross over, but there you go. So it's basically going to be a bunch of cosmetics you pay for? I'm guessing, because, you know, that's how yeah. they made all that money. <clears throat> Aye. Uh, so next story up, uh, one that you'll probably be excited about, is there is apparently a new South Park game in development, um, and this time it's a 3D game. Yeah, I heard about this. Um, so obviously, South Park have had two very successful RPG games. Um, I've played them both. Think they're absolutely brilliant. Um, although they're like most RPGs, they're not games you can play. Well, I don't play through RPGs, you know, multiple times. I'll play through it, enjoy the story, things like that. Mm. Especially because it's South Park and it's just stupid. When you say 3D South Park game to me, the first thing that comes to my mind is that. Passant N64 shooter. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm hoping we're not going to go down that road again. That that was bad. That was really bad. Um, Technology's come a long way since then. Um, True. Nothing's really been announced about it. Uh, I I do agree with you. I, I don't think you can top. Graphically, you can't top making the game look exactly like the show like you look at the still frame from this game and you will go ah that's an episode of south park uh i don't know if if doing 3d doesn't i I don't know what that improves or or adds to things i guess for exploring the town or whatever but you could already do that in in those previous games so yeah yeah. Yeah. Uh, you see the like I, well, what spawned or or how this this came about was the the deal they've just done with with Paramount. Um. So I guess and Paramount have have snatched up the South Park license for their their streaming service, uh, Paramount Plus, um, which will get them a new several new series over over the course of six years and spin off movies. Uh, like coming in around nine hundred million dollars for South Park. That's fucking nuts. Like over over. Anyone should say South Park still hasn't got it. Uh, needs to look at that story. Uh, What did Disney pay for the whole Fox thing? Like, which included The Simpsons? Not that I'm like, you know, oh South Park. Yeah, it was nearly. Was it close to a billion? Um, I'm not sure. But I think uh, Fox is pretty I... desperate to get rid of all that shit. I'm gonna... Yeah, I don't think The Simpsons is anywhere near the viewership that South Park would have. Um... I'm not trying to take a shit on The Simpsons because I do love this. Well, I love, you know, early Simpsons. But oh, no. everyone knows it's kind of well past its prime. Oh, no, the, the, Fox, the Fox merger was... <laughs> considerably more 71, oh, okay. 71.3 billion 71 billion <laughs> yeah but you keep in mind Fuck. that uh, like so that's simpsons but that also includes so many big big franchises like, you know you got your x-files um you got your, mm, your buffy stuff like everything fox like this is 900 million for one series um mm. i i wonder like uh, how how do those guys keep motivated? Like 
Trey Parker Matt Stone they the keep it like you just got nine hundred million dollars right just I, I'm I'm away you're never gonna see me again no more South Park can't be arsed way to lie on a beach uh, true uh, I hate to be a, a bastard here dude uh, we may have to pause a sec no worries <laughs> and we're back yep just, there has not like been that. nearly a five hour gap. So while you were away there, I saw news of uh, I saw news, but a report saying, "Oh, the Grand Theft Auto Five on PS Five and Xbox One will run at four K and sixty frames a second. It's like mm. it fucking better. I'd <laughs> <laughs> like to think so. I know it's like that game came out in two thousand and thirteen. What the fuck are you doing if that's not four K sixty? <laughs> and uh, that leads us nicely into our next story, which is uh, about Take Two. Um, ah, yes. So they had a earnings call um, mm. <clears throat> about what they're they're doing in the future. No new games. Well, they do say they have an exciting new franchise later this month. Um, they also said there's three remasters in the works that haven't been announced mm-hmm. um and uh, just get you to wondering what could they be well it's the 20th anniversary of max Payne, isn't it yep that's uh, what i'm thinking maybe uh, a... i would totally be down for playing all three max play pain games all oh my max pain kicks ass yeah i always always love Thank those games I think the second one was always my favorite. Aye. Aye. The second one was like, in, you know, do what the first one did, but we'll give you some money to actually make it this time. Aye. <laughs> Which, aye. Um, no, I, I like the, the, the cheesy sort of noir thing it's got going with the weird yeah. motion yeah. comic stuff. And um, third one, maybe not as good. But the third, do you know what ruined the third one for me more than anything was they kept putting in that screen flicker and stuff even when you were playing the game. Could you not turn that off? I was like, go on, no, that was part of the the thing. I was like, oh, go on, stop flickering. I'm trying to play this game. Go on, stop trying to give me an epileptic foot. Hmm. But like I, it couldn't have been good for people who genuinely have epilepsy. Yeah, true. Um. The, uh, the, the like a, that's probably a good um, or a, a, a decent sort of guess at what what it could be because like three unannounced games, there's three max paying games, anniversary. Um, but there could be other things. Um, oh no, I would say only one of them is a max paying trilogy sort of. Oh, you think you kind they're of not going to make all three? One game. Oh, that'd be one game to me. I. So, because the other one that possibly could be is, um, they could be, uh, they finally doing your Red Dead PS5 version. Yeah, which is the least exciting <laughs> prospect out of all of these. I mean, mm. I, unless they turn around and go, here's a bunch of awesome shit that comes with the online. Like, finally, here's all the yeah. stuff you've been wanting to do. Here it all is. We were just waiting for the big next-gen version. Uh, 
I like, like if your, it did that, I like, I'd be excited. I like your optimism, but oh, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> the um, I, like we played it recently. I just was not having a good time. The that that new it's update, just... that that new update is so fucking depressing of what it actually is. I was like, oh, this is just more oh. of the same. Apparently, I added this survival mode now that that is churning out gold and cash like there's no tomorrow. I say that won't last too long. They will nerf the fuck out of that if nerf's the right term. Survival there. mode. Yeah, um, uh, some sort of like new a mode. horde type thing. I think so. I I think that's how it works. Oh. Um, and it's given out. I'd give that a shot. Yeah. Uh, uh, I uninstalled it again though because it's too big and I. Ah, you needed the room. Uh, <laughs> I needed the room. I didn't want to uninstall all the things because it was like you know playing those. Uh, yeah. So I just ran. Oh, you know what? Fuck this. I just not having a good time with that. Um, the whole horse thing is like, fuck these horses. I why do they? Why do they, <laughs> you spend like ninety percent of your time on the back of a horse in that game? And it just it's so annoying to like sit and tap on the button forever. When you want to go anywhere, it's like yeah, this, the tapping thing and always the pimp is me. awful, awful. And anyone who's just... like, oh, it's so realistic, it's like fuck off. Give me cyberpunk where everything falling apart at the seams. As long as I can get on a fucking bike and just go somewhere, and not have to tap yeah. buttons. I don't care what's blowing up around me or how many people are flying up into the air. I would take that over fucking Red Dead's realism and bad controls any day. So there you go. Well, you say realism. We've seen some silly shit on Red Dead as well. Like, so we oh, don't right. see anyone that tries to say, oh, it's, it's a fucking perfect open world. You're like, I tell that to the fucking grown man we've seen flying around who think to, thought it was a crow. <laughs> so there's another uh, couple of possibilities uh, here on top of that. So hmm. um, here's, here's one. How about a remaster of Red Dead Redemption? Oh, the original? Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be awesome. That would be awesome. And there's also Bully. I would love a oh, remaster yeah. of Bully. Uh, that that would be that would be really good. Yeah, I never played that, you know, but I hear it's really good. Mm. It is. Aye. If you like Red Dead. So I I'm, is that the same team, San Diego? Yep. Maybe yep. so. There's so much red. It's it's Red Dead in a high school. That's what it is. It's it's very right. very good. Um, like you'll recognize a lot of the like, especially the like fighting mechanics and stuff are, are very similar to uh, the first Red Dead. Um, but yeah, new franchise. They're saying they're, they've also got um, Hangar Thirteen, who did the Mafia Three, is working on something. Uh, mm-hmm. described as Cthulhu meets Saint Row. It's a hell of a fucking okay. combination. And then apparently uh, Firaxis, who do XCOM, are creating a Marvel-themed turn-based strategy game. Hmm. Which is probably going to be XCOM with Marvel characters, I, I imagine. Yeah. Um, but I wait and see. Gamescom is soon, so um, we might right. see what this new thing is. Um, just very quickly on this dumb shit. Um, so we talked about the Zelda copy that went for I can't even remember. Uh, we talked about uh, eight hundred thousand. Uh, Super Mario sixty four, which went for one point one 
million pounds. I know there's a copy of Super Mario Brothers that has just sold for 1.4 million pounds, breaking the record. You know, there's something not right about all this. The, right, so uh, what's going on? The value of old, even sealed copies of games was nowhere near these fucking crazy, crazy ass numbers. And now that it's all going, I, I, there's, there's something that doesn't sit right. And I've heard dodgy things about the 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 firm that organizes these things. They may be doing something weird. It's a company called Rally. Um, but I. There, there's something mm. there's something, not that, that, that it's, it's just it's a weird fucking jump in uh in prices um yeah because you know normally video game rare copies i don't know a couple of thousand maybe ten thousand was the highest i'd heard at some point and then it suddenly jumps up to nearly two million dollars mm. but whatever like, the true value of those things is the actual game on those cards, not the fucking card itself. So, enjoy wasting yeah. your money. Whatever. I'll yeah, go you play. $2 million for a bit of plastic. I'll go play Super Mario Rollers, which is the timeless classic, which you will never die and be. Well, I hope not. Don't let it go, go away. Nah, it will, <laughs> it will never die. Um, And then at the weekend there, uh, Back for Blood, the spiritual successor to the Left 4 Dead games, had its uh, beta, uh, a closed beta. Um, test things out, uh, let people get a hold of it. Um, and they they, they said uh, on the, the, they had a sort of, you know, frequently asked questions thread on, on Discord. Um, they said they, they don't have plans for a campaign versus mode so apparently that mm. now i didn't know of this i don't I haven't played a ton of left for dead especially with a lot of people but apparently it was like uh you took turns at you know one team of players would be the survivors and one team would control the zombies and you have to go through the level mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh and they said they don't, didn't have any plans to to do that at the mode and a, a fan then asked why this was cut. Now listen here, you little shit. <laughs> what do you mean cut? <laughs> that's what mm. I, that, that's not what they said, but that's that's what I fucking would have said. It's like, when did we say this was in the game? And a bunch of wee shits start getting all, oh, I could cancel my pre-order now. It's born without this. It's like, go fucking cancel it then. These are like the same <laughs> types of fuckers that try to boycott <laughs> Left for Dead. Oh. For- because they wanted to fix the map that was broken. Um, but just the, the cut. And then it has highest fucking player count ever. Um, yes, we cut. We you're, cut you're 100% we, right. Uh, we, we cut a feature that we never announced. I got on. Well, yeah, that's the thing. And you see this feature that they're all talking about? Mm-hmm. It's the most unplayed mode in Left 4 Dead 2. Is it actually? Nobody fucking plays it. Right, so that would explain it. They explain it as they have a lot of defensive equipment they've added and their specials are good at ambushing. So defending, the you know, as a, this is in PvP, doing like a more defensive thing, like a, you know, like a Call of Duty Zombies type stuff, works Mm -hmm. way better in the game than trying to make your way from A to B um, because Mm -hmm. you would just get fucked up by the specials, basically. And it wouldn't be balanced. Um, but yeah, I 
Oh, why did you put not put a thing in that no one played? It's like, ah, oh, fuck the internet, eh? I mean, it had a small player count, but most people played the standard sort of Left for Dead The co-op story. stuff where it throws loads ah. of shit at you. Aye, because that's the point of the game. Not this week. Like, mm-hmm. did, did you ever play PvP Left for Dead? I, 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 I tried it. I wouldn't give a shit if Didn't I took like it. all the PvP out because I think it, it it does sort of defeat the point of the game. Um, well, how it worked was um, you you were basically you, the four survivors were basically playing Left for Dead, and then there was all your zombies and stuff, and then four other players were like special type zombies. Yeah. So you'd have one person as like a spitter, or maybe somebody luckily maybe would get to be a tank, but you know you spent your fucking time getting shot. These shit. Because mm. <laughs> let's be honest, you know, if you came across this better in Left 4 Dead, all four of you just turned and blasted the fuck out of it. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but like, at the same time, Back 4 Blood, uh, it, it reached nearly over 100,000 concurrent players on that that uh, mm. that beta. 98,000. Well, I can tell you, players. I'm excited for it now. I'll definitely be getting up. Yeah. That, I think that's I think it looks just, brilliant. Just, just we shitbags being we shitbags as they will do. Yeah. Um. So, very quickly then, just to finish up on this stuff, uh, a couple of trailers we have seen. So, Metroid Dread got a, a new trailer. It's short. It's 31, 34 seconds long. What it does show <laughs> is the uh, Chozo. Um, that's what, what it's focused on, which is the race that created the Metroids and also uh, Samus was raised by the Chozo and then they uh, Chozo and then they disappeared uh, and you haven't seen mm-hmm. any of them throughout the entire series uh, except for we like the Chozo ruins here or you know like a diary being left or, or shit like that. Um, but in this we see some uh, open up we see some like it, kind of egyptian style uh hieroglyphs um but it's all chozer they're like a bird like people um and it looks like there's going to be lots of flashbacks into what happened to them and you might even you know actually come face to face with a a real life chozo um so yeah this is that's uh uh, Mm. they they said this is kind of the conclusion of the metroid series um so so that that um the uh, i believe the the prime stuff is a sort of separate thing but for the the 2d stuff mm. um so yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty cool to they're they're doing a bit more with the the lore there it's all coming full circle almost mm. um and the other trailer i don't know if you got a, a got a chance to look at this once you was um for The Witcher, Nightmare of the Wolf, the Netflix animated spinoff. Um, I haven't got a chance to check this out yet. Oh, you'll, you'll enjoy this. Um, right. So the, the, this series, t- it's, it's like two minutes long. Um, the, the series itself um, focuses on Vesemir, who is uh, Geralt's mentor type. And it's him when he was young. And it's him becoming a witcher. Um, and then going off on witchery type things, but it's a really cool trailer. Lots of action in it, and it looks very Castlevania esque. I will say, Ooh, sold. Um, everything looks looks really nice. Looks really violent. Cool explosions. There's probably a lot more you could dig in 
to there, but that, that's all we need. It's like, violence and cool explosions. Sign me up. <laughs> that's sold. Uh, it does hint at, uh, like, going into some of the, more of the sort of tension between witchers and uh, normal people, I guess. Uh, so. <laughs> Fucking normal. Yeah. The, the, there's like the, <laughs> like, they'd be haunting us if there wasn't something scarier out there. Which it seemed mm. like yeah, you kind of turn yourselves into this. You were human, and, and then you kidnap boys and turn them into witchers. So, I it's probably going to be lots of uh, that going on about the morality of witchers themselves. But but uh, I it, it looks like a like it's going to be another real good two uh, D animated show out of Netflix, um, which I keep doing more of that too. I keep I keep thinking it's like do Dark Souls or Bloodborne or something, but at the same time it's like, mm-hmm. do I want someone to do I want to watch someone's interpretation of the plot of those games? Because they are very, very open to interpretation and all you have to go digging for the lore and that stuff. And it kind of seems like almost taking something away, having it laid out right in front of you as a series, maybe? I don't know. Then I would say the best way to do a Dark Souls or a Bloodborne, probably easier to do Bloodborne like this, would be to take a normal person who's not featured in the games running and just have what it's like for them surviving a night of the hunt. Could do that as well. Um, yeah, I think Bloodborne would be the easier one to do in general, just because. Yeah, yeah. From a like basic plot standpoint of like traditional sort of having a story. It's a bit more straightforward than the Soul series. Um, and it, it leans heavy on already existing stuff like, you know, the Eldritch Horror and Lovecraftian things. Mm. Um, I mean, the DLC is straight up Fishmen. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there's Cthulhu monsters running about. So, um, so let's chat about some wrestling then. It's quite a, quite a few things mm-hmm. this week. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, I I will just start out with the not so well. Well, it's not so great, but we'll start out with this. Um, so Bobby Eaton, um, who mm. was a one half of the Midnight Express, uh, has passed away, age of sixty two. And just put this in the context, he's the same age as Sting, who is yeah. still going. So yeah, way too young, but at at this stage. You're kind of, you know, wrestlers dying younger than they should is kind of a thing that you... Especially um, from his era. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you, you get used to. Um, so he debuted in uh, way back in 1977 um, and probably one of the most influential, important tag teams uh, mm. in, in wrestling history. The... Uh, Midnight Express, which he was in with uh, at first uh, Dennis Condry, uh, and then later Stan Lane um, with uh, your favorite Jimmy Cornette mm-hmm. uh, managing them. Um, but say what you want about Cornette and his current like views on modern wrestling, he was a great heel manager. Um, yeah, back then he, he he was sort of more in touch with things, and he definitely knew how to get the crowd to fucking hate him, and he was very good at it. Mm. 
and the Midnight Express, great heel team, great foil for their long-term rivals, uh, the Rock and Roll Express. Um, yeah, they yeah. were one of those rivalries that spanned decades, and they just took it with them wherever mm. they went. Um, so yeah, he's 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 held a lot of titles over his time. Um, we got NWA Georgia Television Championship. Um, NWA United States Tag Championship three times with Stan Lane, uh, the NWA slash WCW World Tag Team Champions three times, uh, once with uh, Dennis Condry, once with Stan Lane, and once with Arn Anderson as part of the Dangerous Alliance with uh, hmm. with Paul Heyman or Paulie Dangerous, Paulie Dangerously, um, <laughs> and he, he was also in a tag tag team with uh, William Regal, the Blue Bloods. Where he pretended to be, uh, right. <laughs> pretended to be an English lord. Yeah, he was uh, called Earl Earl Eaton, was it? Aye, aye, aye. Uh, what <laughs> was like his? Oh, I can't remember. Uh, it's here. Aye, Earl Robert Eaton from Stoke on Trent. Earl Robert Eaton, Stoke <laughs> on Trent. <laughs> Him from Huntsville, Alabama. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, boys, I'm from Stoke on Trent. Oh, fucking amazing. <laughs> I love wrestling now. That's the best. Uh, <laughs> it's the best. Um, he, he was WCW World Television title. Um, you know, the Wrestling Observer Newsletters Tag Team of the Year, 1986, 1987, and 1988. Um, just to give a context of how good um, he was mm. and, and, and that team. Uh like there's been loads of messages like uh, people chatting because people like wrestlers loved Bobby Eaton. He was apparently the nicest guy mm. in the business. Um, and you can see that from all the, uh, the sort of well-wishing coming out. Um, and I never expect this out of, out of Jim Cornette as well. He was talking about it on his, his podcast um, obviously very emotional for him. He's very, very close to Bobby Eaton. Mm. Um, and he, uh, he was going through all this stuff, talking about him and he finished up. He thanked Tony Khan. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll read out what he said. Um, I want to say this also, a lot of people tweeted, including folks at AEW tweeted a nice graphic and a respectful message about Bobby. I know that some of the AEW personnel, um, at various positions listen to the show that's not a side comment either if anyone with access to Tony Khan can get to him tell him that I heard everything that he said about Bobby and how respectful it was and how nice it was and I thank you Tony Tony Khan is not a horrible human being we may see way far apart on wrestling in a variety of issues but that was a cool thing to do Tony I hope someone will deliver that message to him and I'm sure someone will hmm hmm I could see, in spite of all the stuff he said, I bet Tony listens to that podcast. Tony's a wrestling fanatic, so I guarantee he does. I don't know where he gets time for it. Um, he only sleeps two hours a night. <laughs> fucking mental. Eh? Um, <laughs> I so so that's that's Bobby. Um, mm. I, I like as. Provided you're not living in the US, you can probably go watch a lot of his matches on uh, the WWE Network, which you should, um, specifically mm. matches with the uh, Rock and Roll Express. And why? Not much else to say there. Uh, so from 
bad news that no one can help to bad news that is just fucking shite. <laughs> it just seems like it keeps going with us, though. Um, I so WWE have released another 12 people. <sighs> all, from N- cuts. all from NXT, all budget cuts. So the, the names are Bobby Fish. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's in a... I know that name, I eh? half One half of Red Dragon, the tag team. Mm. But are mostly ROH. Uh, Bronson Reed, uh, Jake Atlas, Ari Sterling, Kona Reeves, Leon Ruff, uh, Stephen Smith, Tyler Rust, Zachariah Smith, Asher Hale, uh, Giant Zanier, which, I don't know, that that's... I think she was one of the, if that's who I'm thinking it is, she was one of the one for the push into the Indian market. Um, and Mercedes Martinez, um, you probably recognize oh, right. that name. Right. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you want to come to AEW now, do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously, that's only joking. But um, uh, they, they've released these, uh, these 12... Uh, that brings them to a total of 110 people they've released since 2020 in the middle of a pandemic, um, which they've always said body, uh, budget cuts. WWE have been reporting record profits in 2020 and 2021. And I'll point out that not AEW, Impact, New Japan, Ring of Honor, any of these smaller companies have had to release anyone due to budget cuts during the pandemic era. None of them have done mm. that. There's been some people who have changed company, but they haven't been released because of yeah. budget cuts in, or anything In like fact, that. the rest of the wrestling world has come together and is supporting each other while you're out here just being dicks. Really? Mm. <laughs> I'm actually surprised though because that's NXT. I didn't think uh, yeah. the old man had any control over that. Yeah, so we're gonna do some some rumor and speculation here. Uh, so apparently, okay. Triple H and Shawn Michaels had no say in this. It was all decided by Vince, John Laurinaitis, and Bruce Pritchard. And we'll point out rumors again, but um, this is all come from Dale Dave Meltzer, who isn't always right. Um. And apparently they're looking to turn NXT back into, instead of being a third brand, being that developmental, like, territory, oh, right. you know, like Ohio Valley or, um, mm-hmm. you know, the things they had in the past. Uh, apparently there's a memo going around, no more midgets, no no one's starting in their 30s. They want people who can be box off attractions and main characters. I, I, like, come on. like Right, for a start, anyone you got in their 30s, wasn't starting they're established mm. you saying Samoa Joe when he came to NXT he was starting was he fuck <laughs> um, the midges thing is like I mean you can have big men but like getting a big man who can wrestle and talk and be huge all at the same time is like capturing lightning in the bottle and you had one of those mm. and you did fuck all with him uh, and he yep. went and then he went and done his best work. So, like, yeah, if you if you can't if you can't make Brody Lee work, then there's no hope for you. Aye. Um, and that, that's that's so shitty to see because they had Luchasaurus at one point as well, you know. 
Yeah, yeah. How do you not make Luchasaurus work? He he never. They they wouldn't buy into his sort of shtick though. Um, they 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 tried to make him like an evil Jesus. WWE will do comedy, but they it has to be their comedy, as in not funny. Mm. Can't let the can't let the wrestlers do their own things. Um, but 110 that is absolutely a lot of people. And uh, yeah, a lot of people are saying it's like, oh, they cutting these contracts because they're gearing up to sell the company to get the price into something that that someone would buy. But no, like that, like this is very NXT focused. They're it, it looks like they're trying to go back to you know good old days. Like someone's fucked off mm. with all this indie shit and uh, um. NXT competed with AEW for a couple of months and 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 lost, and it wasn't by that big a margin. They they weren't, you know. No. But then WWE moved, moved the night NXT was on, um, and that that seems to have been the the death knell for for NXT. Um, I I don't see it going away completely, but it's gonna be a, a shade of its formal. So I I wonder what. Triple H is thinking at the minute. Um, because mm. everyone's always like, oh, I married into the family, heir to the throne, blah blah blah. Doesn't look like that to me at mm. all. Like, um, even it beyond him, it's it's your man. Like, you got people like John Laurinaitis and Bruce Pritchard who obviously have more power than he does, and that guy Nick Khan. Um I don't know. Could you imagine Triple H in AEW? <laughs> would, that, would that be fucking nuts? <laughs> that would, that never, would be would, insane. Would never happen. I will point that like I would say that that, that would never no, fucking no. happen. But like the first thing that happened, if like let's say like hell froze over and if that happens, thing would be alright, man. You're having a rematch, that you're for you're fucking <laughs> being punja bastard. <laughs> it's your turn. Your turn to do the job. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine they brought him in though and they had him baiting everybody <laughs> just to keep his fucking gimmick going. Hey, hey. I'd be I'd be for it. See see Tony Khan <laughs> like knowing how to work the wrestle fan, bring in Triple H and have him go on a monster fucking heel run, no one can beat him at any point. Him howling all the titles. Tag belt himself and everything. Hey, doing that thing that everyone always joked about. I would like I mean, kind of almost worse. See, the difference is, though, is if AEW did something like that, they would have a payoff. He would get his comeuppance in the end. Mm. Someone would be made beating him. Whereas that's thing WWE never really did much. Well, you could argue, you know, he basically made Randy Orton Batista, which, yeah, Triple mm. H maybe gets a bit, uh, a, it's a bit unfair how much but uh, flack he gets. But yeah, he, he was very much, there wasn't many people getting one over on heated triple h in those early 2000s so yeah but hey uh, he just did the fucking ultimate job here aren't i <laughs> i fucking hell i'm gonna gut your company so like they're, they're still after uh adam cole though even though he's he's not a he's not a big guy but i say not a big guy right. wwe sees six foot as midgets what the fuck? True. Like, that's average size guys. And here's a tip. If you have more average than small size guys in your roster, your big men don't have to be as big and you can get better big men being like six foot eight instead mm. of having to, 
you know, and actually do stuff and they'll look way more impressive. Um, but yeah, apparently, uh, again, more ru- rumors. Uh, he met with Vince on Friday and they offered him somewhere in the vicinity of a million a year, which like AEW's never going to get close to that ever. Like, no, um, and it'd be hard to turn down that kind of money. True. Imagine like, what are you going to say? Like a three year contract? Um, three, three million dollars. Uh, and you just have to put up with shitty creative for three years and then you're made for life and you can just get out and then go do what you want. It'd be hard that's to That's what the good up. brothers did. They made their money and then they cleared true, off. True. That's what they always said. Like this, <laughs> like the Set house, for life. house was paid for and all. So <laughs> this is the same. That's the same with Moxie. He got in there, <clears throat> got a house, paid for his car, bought his mile house. And, and nothing left to, the only reason you'd be staying is, is, is greed so fuck it I'll go do something more fulfill, uh, professionally fulfilling for less money um, like Adam Cole's 32 at the minute he can afford a couple of years mm. you know even on Raw jobbing out to whoever the fuck for a million a year uh, why not fuck and, and, and how long before someone goes, nah, release him? <laughs> and then they'll have to have a whole big resurrection party for him in AEW. Aye. Uh, well, they'll have, have to do something, something eventually. <laughs> <laughs> do something like they did with the, the guy whose name we shouldn't say because he's an arsehole. Yep. So that's such a fucking bullet because that was genuinely funny and then he's that was but um alright so shall we chat about move on to some good news yeah let's talk about dynamite then yeah so so, so we can be positive about wrestling for once um <laughs> right so opening up uh we have the third labor of Jericho. Chris Jericho versus Juventud Guerrera in 2021. The juice, baby! Dear Jesus, are we are we really doing this? Yes, we are. So, I will say straight off the bat, this did not start well. It did not start well. Every I time, will agree. Every time Juventud was doing stuff, it was almost as if he was standing there saying to Jericho, are you ready? And then they do the thing. Ah. And, um, but after about five minutes, it started to get into it. Started just things, things started happening. Um, mm. Yeah, you had that crazy like leg drop to the outside that Hoovy did. Yep. Um, that, that's old school Hoovy shit there, yeah, man. Yeah, and you got to see the Hoovy driver. <clears throat> well. Um, and I, you, you got, um, yeah, sort of got there in, in the end, doing some. The some, fucking finish was amazing. The finish, I was <laughs> they get there, but Jesus, that top rope um, Judas effect that landed <laughs> so perfectly and looked amazing. Uh, it, like, it looked unbelievable. He should make that as new finish. The top rope one. I. <laughs> 
it still is his finish, but like, how often Jericho going to be able to pull that off? I say, cut your losses, true, never, true. never fucking do. <laughs> leave it's it's on video. Leave it at that. It's a moment in time. It's fucking amazing. Let's not do. Let's not have a match on one where you fuck it up. Let's just leave it now. Uh, true. And plus, it's a big special moment because he had the. It's the only way he could take down Hooventude. Yeah, he had to do a move from the top rope. That was a stipulation. His old fucking rival. Um, yeah, so that puts Hoovy down for the three. Um, we get Wardlow coming in, um, <laughs> just wrecking everybody. Uh, it's Jericho, gives Hoovy an F10, um, and then gives Jericho the casualty of war, which is. The thing where he knees in the face while holding you up by the throat in the corner. Um, and then uh, MJF says, here's your fourth labor, um, Wardlow. And uh, stipulation is MJF himself will be at ringside, uh, to which JR says, Friedman the ref. And it's like, JR, no, that's not what he said. Pay attention. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's, yep. he's, he's not the ref. JR's been pretty fucking... <laughs> he's been making a lot of fuck-ups lately. And I'm not saying that he should quit or anything. Quit in your own time. Whatever the fuck. It's just that... Um, I think his hatred for MJF is legit, and that's why he sometimes <laughs> loses focus, because he just hates MJF that much. MJF's working him. He's just a big mark. Oh, big time. Big smelly mark. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, um, next up we have Dasha Gonzalez. Uh, she's backstage with L- uh, Lucha Bros um, and Alex Abrahantes. <laughs> and this time it's Pac's turn to be missing and his his transport's been cancelled. What are we doing? <laughs> Stop cancelling each know. other's taxis. The fucking... <laughs> I th- I'm going to go, I don't like the, uh, the fucking Lucha Bros custody fucking storyline they've got on got going on here. <laughs> I don't like it's they're better than that they're not your children fucking stop yep. it oh I cancelled your time it, it it's a bit weird and like they keep telling him no he's like he's like <laughs> some stalker that just won't accept no we don't want we don't want to tag with you go and leave us alone yeah on to something better uh so uh Shivani is backstage with the Dark Order. Um, <gasps> Hangman comes in, apologizes, uh, says they might have to go their separate friend or separate ways. We're still friends, um, but now we're done. And you notice in the corner, and I only notice this because BT showed me. He set down a mm-hmm. some sort of disc, a DVD. I did. I did not notice that. No, at neither the time. did I. Neither did I. We're going to be pretending that it did. Um, that turned out on BTE to be, he was making a Dark Order movie, but it ended up being a, he made a recruitment video with all the, all their moments and stuff, which is pretty cool. Um, Tam was using it to do drugs, as he does. <laughs> uh, next up, we have a trios match. Uh, Eddie Kingston, John Moxie, and Darby Allen. Uh, what a team. Uh, going up against Daniel Garcia and 2.0, uh, Matt Lee and Jeff Parker, their tag team. They, they are one of the. They they got released from WWE or NXT a while ago. I can't remember what they were. They were a tag team in um, NXT as well. I can't remember what they're called. Um, but it's a really good match. It was fantastic. 
I the 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 guys do a really good job. Uh, like the them three, uh, Garcia and Two Point Oh, they work really well together. They you know cutting off mm-hmm. the ring, doing that stuff. Um, we have some great stuff with um, uh, with Moxley choking the boy in the corner. <laughs> And then the referee turns around <laughs> and he's all like putting the hands in the pocket and just walking, walking casually about. <laughs> and there was a really great moment where I don't know, right, I don't know which one's Lee and which one's Parker, but one was helping the other up and then Sting comes up and he just drops him and goes, are you the real Sting? <laughs> <laughs> and then on BT, they're on BT and they accuse him of being the end of you, Sting. <laughs> <laughs> they should uh, keep going with that. That's fine. Big time. A whole fucking conspiracy. It's not the real sting. Um, I did love the end of this after obviously Darby, Mox, and Eddie win. Look, and Eddie and Mox are kind of marking out in the ring with Sting, which oh, was kind of cool. You can literally lip read Eddie Kingston going, Holy shit, it's fucking Sting. He's, um, uh, it was all very wholesome there. Big, big kid, Eddie. And, uh, <laughs> like getting him to do the woo thing he does. <laughs> Just, that was very the, good. Good match way, as well. The way they have Sting interacting with all the current talents, it's fucking brilliant. Like he, he doesn't have to get into the ring. Ah. He doesn't have to act a big hard man or like be, you know, burying everyone. He's just like, everyone's like, it's a fucking Sting. sting. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's it. They're just all starstruck, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um so next up we have the elite backstage um <laughs> Kenny and Bucks looking to retire because they're champs and there's nothing nobody left uh, they have a whole thing where they're uh just shooting hoops uh, you see in BT as well they said that whole part where they were passing the ball about and then uh mm. Nick shot from behind the net and got it in it was like that was just them fucking about they didn't mean to do that but they kept it because they didn't expect Nick to get it in um mm. I had a fun wee thing. Uh, so Kenny's wearing a Cookie Monster um, shirt. Um, and Punk would always get asked, what does CM stand for? One of his answers has once was once Cookie Monster. So, uh, oh, oh, shit, right? Could be a sly wee reference there. Um, next up, we have Christian Cage with Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy versus The Blade. Yeah. <laughs> It was there. No, they're just. Uh, it was, well, was was grand. Um, hmm. I might know not much. I like it's a decent put together match. Um, which uh, Christian Cage wins. I don't know. Like, I'm I'm guessing he. Well, he's, basically, he, that match was to put him at the top of the rankings. It, it was, I. Uh, but it was weird. It was like you were having this sort of feud with Matt Hardy, but you've already had the match with Matt Hardy, and then okay. One last match against one of his henchmen, which is a bit weird. That's not fair, call him a henchman. He's his hired gun. Um, yes. But I that, that puts him at the top of the rankings and eligible for... Do you reckon that's going to be your all-out main event? I think so, right? I think that will be it. Um, and then old Matt's going to fuck with Christian? You, think, you, you don't think they're done with that? No? I don't, I don't know if that'll ever end. If it's going 23 years, who knows? Mm. <laughs> who knows uh, 
So we got Tony Schiavone in the ring again uh, with an interview with his favorite, Dr. Britt Baker. Um, so Red Velvet interrupts. Um, Schiavone actually gives Red Velvet some shit for it. He does. He does. This is, this is the champ's time. What are you doing here? Schiavone <laughs> um, loves Britt. Yeah, so Red Velvet gets in the ring and says, Red is not your color. She's wearing red. Uh, and I'm here because I want a piece of DMD. Jesus. How did Red, Ve- red Velvet draw the short straw to have to go up against Britt Baker in fucking I Pittsburgh? Know. <laughs> I know. Um, Britt points out that uh, that she beat Red Velvet in three minutes. Red Velvet's all like, I, uh, it's different now. She said, there was a, a controversial thing here. She says she was enhancement talent. Be well, mm-hmm. you shouldn't say enhancement because insider terms. Boys, come on. Wise up. It's a fucking show. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so basically he was making a point. It's been a while since then. I've done shit. Um, and I'm on a seven seven match winning streak. So yeah, that's that's that happens on Friday when the debut of Rampage, which Thank fuck is finally up on Fight TV. Oh, is it on Fight? It's covered in our... Yeah, yeah, but they only put it up like it yesterday. <laughs> the guy was looking through the schedule. I was like, what the fuck? I'm going to watch this thing through dubious means. But it's okay. No, it's on Fight. <laughs> um, another backstage segment. Shabu is backstage with Andrade and Dasha. And... <laughs> He comes Just along. remembered, sorry. Yep. And instead of Lucha Bros, he's got him a replacement, and it's Fuego. <laughs> and he wants Fuego to, sh- goes nuts. to, to shine Andrade's shoes. <laughs> <clears throat> and then, of course, Wait, but, he gets his ass beat. Well, Fuego doesn't take kindly to this, and uh, yeah. Her Fuego. Gets the shit knocked at him. I'm just glad he's around. Yeah, I see. Um, next we have a, uh, pre-recorded section with Dan Lambert, who, if you remember a couple of weeks back, was in the <laughs> ring and talking shit and Lance Archer came out and fucked him up. Um, and he says he'll be back and Archer's going to pay and he's bringing back up. So some MMA guys probably coming to do some stuff. Um, Dan Lambert being, why he's head of the biggest MMA team yeah. and and he's a he's a pretty good heel mouthpiece. He's fucking very good at it. He he really is, and he's a legit big wrestling fan. Mm. Not like uh, certain other performers who came from that world and yep. pretend like they're into it, and then give fans shit for not liking someone that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Ronda Rousey. <laughs> did you did you see that tweet of hers? I did. I did. Like all you people chanting for Bray White is like it's because you play, chanted beach balls when he was doing a shit thing. It's like don't blame the fans for your shit booking. Fuck off. <laughs> um. Right, next next up we have uh, Tony Schiavone um, was interviewing Hangman in the Ring. Skiavon loves his interviews. Um, the elite come out. 
as as happens. Um, <clears throat> and then Hangman says to him, uh, there's something I wanted to say to you, Matt and Nick. Um, and then Kenny Omega interrupts, uh, trying to make new friends, uh, trying to take my title, correct me if wrong, but trying to make me plead join the elite. Um, so he sort of cuts him off and says, oh, you, you want back in now? Um, which Hangman says, uh, that's the last thing I want to do. Um, and then Kenny go, gets on them again, gives him some more shit, uh, and then slaps him. It all goes to shit. Uh, everyone starts beating the, the piss out of Hangman. Uh, Dark Order comes running out, and Uno and Grayson stop them. Because mm. Hangman said he had to do this alone. Um, yeah. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I really like Uno and Grayson, and I hope there's not going to be a breakdown of the Dark Order. I don't think so. <clears throat> I don't think so. No. Uh, and I, I don't think it's it's them trying to be heelish either. Um, it's no, it's no, them, no, no. It's them respecting the wishes of the friend. Um, and the other guys yep. just really care about him, so they want to the help. Um, he does get a bit of help. Uh, Frankie Gazarian uh, comes out uh, and just gets beat down as well for his troubles. Um, and then Omega whacks Paige with the title. Um, um I reckon we're probably not going to see Paige for a few weeks, maybe. Mm. We go away for a while, um, and then come back all fucking fire. It's like, all right, this time it's fucking happening. Full gear, here we go. <laughs> <clears throat> I would love it. I saw a, a cool, like, you know, fucking armchair booking fan thing. It's like CM Punk. He's straight age. Um, Paige with his drinking problems. It'd be good if, if there was some sort of partnership there and Punk got him, helped him overcome this shit that they'd come back and win the title with Punk in his corner. And then you get a Punk betray him. It's like, oh, I, Jesus. I, I want the title. <laughs> As Punk picks up his beer and fucking pins it. Oh, he would never do that. He is very, I know. very fucking... He, he did do that thing with uh, Jericho, uh, where Jericho poured the whiskey over him and all. Mm. I doubt it was real whiskey, though, because he really doesn't, nah. doesn't like any of that. Um, so next up, we had the TNT Championship match. We had God's favorite champion, the Redeemer, Miro versus Big Shotty Lee Johnson. Sorry. Sorry, Lee Johnson. Lee Johnson. Like, he got in. It, 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 wasn't, it, it wasn't a complete squash. He, he had his... He had his, his wee hope spots. Hope spots. Uh, he did uh, some <laughs> flying stuff off the top rope. Uh, but then eventually he got into the game over and, and the referee called the match. Um, I, so very much just a, just a defense to have Miro kill someone and still be the big dominant guy. He's... Yeah, uh, I like how they're booking Miro. This is this is the best mm-hmm. Miro there's ever been, even like ever. I don't think it, WWE didn't even make ever make him look this good. Um, next up, we hey, have just beating shit out of boys. Aye, aye, uh, and uh, his whole God, God's favorite champion keeps talking about his wife uh, being double jointed <laughs> and shit. Just it's it's good stuff. Um. 
Next up, we have a backstage interview, Tony Schiavone again, uh, with Christian Cage. Um, so, Tony uh, Schiavone announces that Tony Khan has made, said officially Christian Cage is the number one contender. Um, Cage says, I'm in a good mood. Is this the promo where he started singing and it was weird? Yes. Yeah, that, yes. Was, that was, what the fuck? <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> Yeah, that was a fucking Golden Girls theme. So thank yes, you. it was. What do you... Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so then he calls himself elite. Read into that, mm. how you will. Um, next up, we have the NWA Women's World Champion Eliminator. Uh, so whoever wins this goes to the NWA All-Women's pay-per-view empire empire um and we've got the nwa women's champion camille at ringside she's a big girl mm-hmm. uh so it's the bunny versus legit layla hirsch um layla's like is she over she might be on there five foot she's very short but she, oh yeah she's she's four eleven she's stocky as fuck and can suplex everything she's like a wee female taz she wears shooter boots she wears shooter boots so you're fucked um <laughs> so yeah Lay- Layla beats um the bunny uh and then uh Camille gets in the ring and that's the size difference alone it's it's pretty cool them squaring up to each other Layla but yeah. half her size but you know Layla could fucking tie her up um yep. Yeah, it, it made me want to. It, it did what it set out to do. It made me want to watch Empire. Mm. So, like, yeah, that's that's what they're what they're going for there. So, um, <clears throat> aye, it was um, it was a good match as well. Lots of suplexes. I like it. it was I aye, genuinely was suplexes. Um, I don't know why Ali the the, the bunny was was ever like. Uh, I know he's like. Fucking anxiety is a shit thing, but she has nothing to be anxious about in the ring, I don't think. No. Um, and then we're on to our main event. She sells very well. I think that's oh, yeah. really good about she, Ali. She does, Sorry to interrupt. She, she does well, and her, her whole presentation, everything she does, is it's all very, very good. Um, mm. <clears throat> so next up, we, we have the, the main event. So we got the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, who's doing his whole I'm the White Hat uh, versus Malachi Black, who is very much in the black hat. That's all good mm. guys, bad guys, but we know what the fa- <laughs> who side the fans are on. Um, Malachi's entrance was fucking class. It was him coming out with the fucking skull mask with the antlers. Um, I his his. It's a. Uh... It was based on a Norwegian fairy tale. I can't remember the name of the creature. Yeah. But it was meant to. It's meant to be a creature that eats. Uh, it comes to if you feeling guilty or something. This creature used to come to you, your your house, and just devour you. Oh, is he making a point there, mm. with Cody? That's uh, what I was wondering. It probably is. Like, like Black's a, a guy who he has a flair for the dramatic, definitely. Um, and he, he does mm. this stuff well. So, so this um. Got it. Like there, there's a really good spot early on in this where Cody's on the turnbuckle. Um, Malachi jumps up turnbuckle, kicks him right in the face, and Cody just goes off straight through the timekeeper's table, and it was looked really, really good. 
It did. Um, yeah, uh, Cody eventually gets in. Uh, what was the... He did the, the reversal to the crossroads as well, where he kicks him, um, counters yep. the, the knee to the head. That's, that's before he goes through the table. He goes through the table, managed to get back in the ring. Uh, Malachi roundhouse him to the head, and that's it. He pins him with one foot on the chest. The Cody's yep. out, done. Um, everyone's shocked. It's good shit. Um, Doctor Doctor Sampson gets in the ring uh, to check on Cody. The, they bring him a, a, a clutch because uh, Malachi had been working on the leg there uh, earlier in the the match. Um, Tony Schiavone gets in the ring to interview him. Um, then Cody starts cutting this this promo. These are all legacy. It was a funny thing. I got into wrestling when I was 15. I was a referee. Goals chase. Time flies. I had much fun. I didn't know what was going to happen. Met Nick, blah, blah, blah. Um, he actually um, references the rumors that not everything was okay between uh, Matt, Nick, and Kenny and mm-hmm. him. I mean, basically says, yeah, we don't always agree, but uh, uh, um, there may be some infighting VP, EVPs. Uh, but what I want those guys to know, I love them. Uh, no better place to hear now. Uh, zero bitterness from my heart. You've made my life incredibly special. Blah, blah, blah. It starts to take off the boots. Mm. Which is usually what a wrestler will do. Leave their boots in the ring when they retire. Malachi comes back up. is like, nope, you're not making this about you. And boots him in the head again. <laughs> 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 I just love that. Having this big emotional speech and leaving me boots in the ring. is like Malachi Black comes out. It's like, fuck up, would you? Get out. <laughs> I laughed at what JR said right at the end before the show finished. What was He's that? Like, that Malachi Black, he's an evil bastard. <laughs> <laughs> and oh no, why, wicked bastard. Again, that's why you have JR still on there. Yep. He, might, he might get things wrong, but he also comes out with those lines. Um, yep. And that, that's that's how your dynamite goes off there. Has Cody retired? Mm. No. See, I think no, it, just, it took me a, a moment to sort of sink in what the fuck was happening. Yeah. So I was like, hey, well, what's this speech about? Why is he taking the spot away from this match and all this here? And then obviously Malachi's all, hey, fuck up. I love that. Uh, that was so good. It's like, Gong, you're always at this shite. <laughs> <laughs> If only it said that. <laughs> You're always at this shape. Why, why, why can't Malachi Black just be a guy from Derry? <laughs> like, for fuck's sake, <laughs> fuck up. Stop it with this piss again. You fucking crying bastard. Uh. But, yeah, yeah. It, like I said, at first I was sort of like, hey, what was the point of this? Then I realized, like, oh, wait, it was him trying to take the spot from Malachi, and then Malachi's all, I shut your hole. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's if they what way they want that to land with the audience, but it landed with me. I was like, yes, fuck mm. yes, Malachi. I do, again, there's, <laughs> I do, I don't hate Cody. I think Cody's really good. He's part of the reason why we have yep. AEW. It's just the character he's portraying at the minute to me that is he is the heel in this situation. Sorry, but there you go. Um, uh, I know a really good. Do you think he'll ever do a heel turn? I I like, but I he doesn't need to. I don't think he needs to. Uh, he's doing I, this nice sort of. I love this walk so, in the tightrope. I'm I'm so I'm so babyface. I go fucking full circle. Just keep doing that shit. Be that like 
get tears in your eyes with every single promo you do till people are fucking <laughs> sick of it. I need my older brother. Like, just <laughs> le- lean so far into that. Like, real. I think like they did with Bo Dallas in NXT and made it. He was the champion, and it was real. Like, he was just. Like, he went ultra, ultra, ultra baby face that everyone got fucking sick of him. And I, li- I like that. <laughs> like, and that's that's what I want Cody to be. He's good at it. I don't think he's good as an out and out proper being a heel. I like this sort of thing. Like, it doesn't resonate with me in a face sense, but it does in a in a heel sense because it represents mm. like to me, Cody represents all your old school Jim Cornette. Don't jump out the fucking ring, blah blah blah. It's like, oh, the work a body part and lie there for half an hour. That's that's what Cody uh. is. Like he doesn't, he still puts he puts on good matches. Like it won't yep. die to mare, but like just representing that sort of the old the Malachi Black, as he said, have to put down this horse, which I'm hoping is a reference to his promo against Dustin back with the the horse and putting it down, which has to be. Yeah. Well, what do you say? Looking forward to Rampage. I am looking forward to Rampage. I am looking forward to Dynamite as always. And I'm even going to look forward to New Japan's resurgence. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that, that's... Good time to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, okay, that should be a pretty good event, actually. Um, Lance Harcher mm. versus Tanahashi. Because it's like, uh, it's the first... That's in the US, isn't it? It is, it is. It's a. It's being represented by New Japan. You've got AEW, you've got Ring of Honor, and you've got Impact. Yeah, it's good to see. Well, mm. <clears throat> hi, but we um, we call that a, a podcast then. That sounds good to me. And we get out here. As always, everyone, mm. thanks very much for watching, and we will be back again next week. Who knows what day it'll be? I want to keep you in suspense. <laughs> Whatever time I decide. Whenever we fucking feel like it. See you later. <laughs> Bye.